Welcome to the Brilliant Content Ideas Podcast, where we lift the lid on brilliant content ideas, tools, strategies, and insights so you can start hitting the track running with content marketing and gain momentum for your business growth. I'm Kaz McCullough, the host of this show, and content marketing is what I do every single day. In this show, you'll discover how to harness content so that by the time your customers pick up the phone to talk to you, they are ready to buy. So let's get to today's brilliant content idea. Welcome to episode 13 of the Brilliant Content Ideas podcast. Last night I was researching some blogs for a client and I came across an article on Mumbrella, which is a really popular media site here in Australia, and it was criticizing branded content. So the article really caught my attention because obviously as a content marketer, writing and producing content for brands and and producing brand strategy around content is something that I do and I do every day. The article referred to a speech by Cummins and Partners CEO Sean Cummins, where he says, and I quote, The whole idea of branded content kind of bothers me because since when has there been a need to disguise advertising? Then today I opened my inbox to the headline, Can We Please Stop Using Branded Content? by Content Marketing Institute's Joe Paluzzi. So I thought, well, I think that the universe is telling me something and I need to talk about this thing about branded content because It's an issue that I find frustrating in terms of, you know, people confusing content marketing with advertising. So I wanted to deep dive into that a little bit today. Now, Paluzzi says branded content gives content marketing a bad name. It's a word created by the world of paid media, by advertisers, agencies and media planners. And this is really true, which is why I think they get it wrong when it comes to content marketing. Now, essentially, Paluzzi argues that brands should be focusing on content that adds value to a community without focusing on product placement or branding. In other words, brands that focus on filling a communication need for its community will be more successful at building brand loyalty than brands that thinly disguise advertising as storytelling. Now, Paluzzi goes on to say content brands are created for an audience, while branded content is created for a business. And I think this is key because when you think about it, the brands that we're drawn to the most are not the ones where they're placing their products everywhere. It's kind of like those movies you go to see when, you know, when you have see cans of Coke, you know, zeroed in on in a movie or an iMac or something like that. Um, And you just know that Apple or Coca-Cola are being paid a fortune for that product placement in the movie and it doesn't feel authentic. Well, that's kind of what branded content is doing. They're, They're doing something that's not authentic. But that's what, that's exactly the opposite of what Paluzzi says we should be doing and what brands should be doing. So it's a really important distinction to make. With a content brand, you're always focused on the needs and pain points of the audience first. The goal is to build a loyal audience and then leverage that loyalty to drive a business goal. And this is what Paluzzi says in his article. Now, you may be wondering how you can leverage content to build brand loyalty when you don't even necessarily have your branding on the content you create. Uh, Well, you would have your brand, you would have your logo somewhere, right? You would have at least somewhere on that content that you've produced it. 
Well, let's look at a couple of examples where that works really well. All right, so in Joe's article, he points out one of the long-term classic content brands, John Deere, as a prime example. Now he says, over 100 years, John Deere has mentioned its products and services just a handful of times. Now, when you look at the website, it has the John Deere branding up the top. But other than that, it's just a resource to help farmers do farming better. And so they have a really strong presence in the, the marketplace there because they do something that is totally focused on helping their audience and they do it really, really well. What about some other examples? So here's a couple of other examples that you might not know about. Now, the Four Blades magazine and podcast helps people get better use out of their thermomixes. Now, if you don't have a thermomix, particularly if you're in the United States and you don't have a thermomix, you might have a Vitamix or something like that. In Australia, thermomix is incredibly popular and I think in Europe as well. I have one and I love it. It's like it does the job of about 15 kitchen appliances and it cooks as well as grinds things and it's amazing. Anyway, um... The focus of the Thermomix, of the Four Blades, sorry, is solely on helping the audience solve a problem. And the magazine has grown astronomically in the past year. And just the other day, actually, I interviewed founder Rebecca Winston on my other podcast, Your Brilliant on Career. So if you'd like to hear her story about the magazine and the podcast and how that all developed and, and how it's going, I suggest that you download that episode when it's out because uh yeah it was just an amazing interview and it just goes to show that when you do focus on your audience and do provide value then they will love you in spades and pay you back with incredible customer loyalty now another example and this is one that that a lot of women would probably be familiar with if they've had babies and that is baby center baby center was my first port of call when i first found out i was pregnant with my son my first son and that was a very long time ago now because he's nearly 16 and it wasn't until many years later that i actually found out that the content on that site was actually driven by johnson and johnson while there were the occasional j and j ads on the forums i i just accepted this as normal advertising on a community driven forum and i didn't even think about it anymore it didn't bother me to find this out later either, um, even though I tend to be more of an organic girl, I like my organic products, because I could see that Johnson & Johnson were really hands-off and they were all about creating a resource for mums to be. And it was really community-driven, so they, they didn't sort of jump in and interfere and advertise in the forums or anything. It was just the, the advertising on the outside of the forums was J&J's. Yeah, so that's another example, and I think it was done really well. So if you're struggling to come up with ideas for content that is focused on serving the needs of your community, I want to really encourage you today. It helps to workshop who your ideal clients are so that you can get a clear idea on their needs and look at the content opportunities in the marketplace. I ran one of these workshops. I do workshops on this all the time with clients and I ran one recently and found a massive content gap in a local marketplace that could prove a huge opportunity for this client if they chose to pursue it. You can't tell what the gaps are until you have a really clear understanding of who it is you want to serve. That's the long and the short of it. And so if you don't have a clear idea of who it is ideally that you want to be serving, then I suggest that you do some work on that because it will really help you clarify that so that you can be of value to your community. So today's brilliant content idea is to stay away from branded content, that is content that is thinly veiled advertising 
and instead create content that is focused on the needs of your ideal customer community. Do that well and do it consistently and you'll build loyalty and value. Now, if you need help with finding out the needs of your community and where the content opportunities might be, my Brilliant Content Blueprint training program walks you through how to do this. The program is part of my new membership site, Shift Club. I'll put the link in the show notes in case you're interested. Now, thanks for joining me today and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Cheerio. Thanks for joining me for the Brilliant Content Ideas podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love for you to subscribe and leave an honest review. For more content marketing tips, tools and strategies, visit my blog at kazmacolor.com. That's C-A-S-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H.com. Catch you next episode.